Welcome or welcome back to another episode of the For the Healthy Host podcast. Where we talk about conscious living, self-awareness, and everything in between. I'm your host, Ree. Sunset Tim. Thank you so much for joining us and allowing us to be a part of your journey. Yes. I don't know why every time I hear you, like, say the intro, I get giggly. Like whenever I don't know I, why. I don't know why. I think, like, when we do the intro in general, I just get really I, excited. I How you feeling today? I'm feeling amazing. Um. <laughs> Every time you talk about how you feel, it makes me laugh. Why? I don't know, but it's something hilarious about it. I don't know why, because it'd be like I already kind of know. I've been here with you. We live together. Yeah. I don't know what it is. Um, At first, I was feeling anxious. I think whenever we sit down to, well, when I know we're about to sit down and record this podcast, there are feelings of anxiety. But then when we actually sit here, I feel like comfortable in my zone feel like home but also i'm feeling really good because we are included in apple podcast women history women's history month collection that is dope it's amazing when you go on apple and you see your lady right there that's crazy yeah my face yes it was it's an amazing thing i'm so proud of you and everything you have done out here. So um, I just want to give you your flowers right now. Thank you. I'm proud of us. I could never do anything, any of this without you. And it just feels like unreal. It's inspiring, motivating for us to keep going, I think. Because I would have never imagined, you know. Yeah, something being, like this. Yeah, something like this. And I hope it's motivation for, you know, our listeners to just show up as yourself, and you can go so far with that. Yeah, keep going. Anywho, how are you? I'm I'm feeling good. I'm feeling um very motivated. I told you I had the gold eagle dream. You did. Um, so I, I'm I'm real hype right you now. You never told me life. what it meant though. I still won't tell you what it meant. Why? I mean, I the I, eagle I, came to me. To me. I want to be happy with you about the You can be eagle. happy with me. Just see the smile on my face and you, you and feel it. that energy. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I can't tell you why he left a message for me. It's a I, simple Google. It is, but I hope you don't Google it. Anyway, okay. yeah, I feel good. I'm highly motivated. Um, how y'all feeling out there? Let us know how you're feeling, please. Hey, some of y'all, when y'all really let us know how y'all are feeling, I'll be, we be excited to read those. We really do. Some of y'all have me hollering with some of the things y'all say, though. I can't <laughs> yeah. lie. Some of y'all, I know you don't, You might not be mean to be funny, but I just didn't know you was going to keep it real with me like that mm-hmm. when I called you at that moment. But uh, I love it, though. Just keep yeah. keep it up, though. We love to hear it. I really do. Um, y'all y'all motivate us so much. You know? That's a cool little experience right there. Yeah, and we feel, I somewhat feel seen when they tell us, when they keep it I 100, know. like, when, yeah, about yeah, how yeah. they're doing, because... I feel like everybody, you know, the the bland answer is what I'm doing. Yeah, yeah, I'm doing fine. Yeah, yeah, but what for them like to it? be vulnerable with us, you know. It's like the greatest lie of all time, too. I'm fine. I'm fine. You know how many people say, oh, I'm doing fine, when they absolutely wasn't doing fine? That is like the greatest lie in our culture right there is. Yeah. I'm doing good today. I'm the fine. The greatest and the most common, but. Absolutely. feels good for them to keep it a buck with us. Yes. And what we what we rapping about today? Today we're talking about. Shame. Shame, y'all. And vulnerability. And vulnerability. How they mm-hmm. how they play together. Absolutely. Fuck, I hate shame. You hate shame? Yeah, I hate being shame. I mean, who do like it? I just think back all the times I was ever shamed in my life. God damn, I just want to shut the fucking door. 
I just, I, yeah, I just want to shut the door. Like, yeah. and not go back out. God damn. What do you, when you think about shame, what do you, like, define it as? Like, what does that look like for you? Um, unexpected exposure is what I feel like shame is. Um, when you get put on the spot or something is brought out of you or a situation is brought up unexpectedly is what I would define as shame. Um, ultimately, shame comes from lack. Uh, that four-letter word is a like a bomb in your spirituality. It, it always, like everything kind of always triggers back to lacking of something. But I definitely think that shame... Um, is present for everybody and some something that you've done or something that just kind of like happened. We all got a little bit of shame about something. Yeah. I went in to ask me. Uh, <laughs> I kind of thought you was going to lead into it. So I, like, could, I, I could. I could. I could have done I'm that. A, I'm a, what is shame to you? I think shame happens on different levels. I think sometimes, you know, we have the surface level shame like you know i fail mm-hmm. i fail yeah, in yeah. front of a lot of people Real right simple. but i think the deep-rooted shame that has the ability to kind of like haunt us mm-hmm. and affect our experience on earth and our relationships with other people is the shame that we're talking about today yeah absolutely the big stuff yes the big stuff the shit that, that keeps you back or holds you back from certain opportunities or um, certain outlets that you would like to be a part of, but you just too shamed to show. Right, right, right. This is random. What's going to happen? <laughs> Will you marry me? I'm just kidding. <laughs> like, I no, but I was. I had planned on saying this. Last episode, your girl was out of it. I wanted to say this in the beginning, but I'm going to say this now. Yeah, you said the last episode you was out of it, though. I don't need to say it yeah, again. You can say it again for sure. Let them know like, if you feel like you was really like. I'm ashamed about it. <laughs> I'm ashamed. ashamed. (laughs) (laughs) And if you listen to the entire episode, you're a real one. That's all I really want to say. Yeah, fuck with you. Fuck with you the long way. So I kind of want to get into our personal experiences when it comes to shame. Shame. Yeah. And I don't know. I'm kind of scared to talk about it. but Because, like, this is really deep. Like, the things, like, what I have to say... I know what you're talking. I don't know really know what's going on in your mind when you're going to talk about like your shame. Like mm-hmm. we converse about what we're going to talk about yes. briefly, but we this is we're he, there as they're hearing it, we're hearing it yeah, for the yeah, first absolutely. time. But I've replayed this over and over in my head again about what I want to say about my experience, and it's pretty deep and it's deep for me. It's unpacking and releasing a lot for me. So I'm kind of I'm kind of scared. Okay, I got you, babe. I'm here for you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. So, how do I start it off? My heart is literally beating. Yeah, because I don't know what's going to come out your mouth either. So, I, <laughs> I mean, cause the thing about shame, it may be may not be a, a lot to you or a big deal to you, yeah, but, it's a big, yeah. but it's a big deal to me. Um, and that's another thing when thinking about shame. I also think about trying to save space. Not save space. Save face. I think a lot of times shame is based on how we think other people perceive us. We want to be perceived in a certain way. And a lot of times, like, are we really, the things that we're ashamed about, like, are we really 
ashamed of that? You or know what I'm saying? Are we overthinking it? Are we overthinking it? And are we really ashamed? If you take a, if you take out the perceptions of other people and what other people think of you. Yeah, where's your shame then? In society, like, are you really shamed? So I think shame has to do with, or I think the expectations and perceptions, other people's perceptions have to do with shame a lot for us personally, you know? gonna pull that shame out or we just i think i'm procrastinating so i'm about to get to the shame i think you dance around you want me to go first i'll go first if you're not new here you may have heard me mention this before but i we had a child at a very young age Mm -hmm. 19 years old and i want to give a little bit of a backstory to it um again i was in college 19 years old when I found out that I was pregnant and trigger warning just to be you know completely honest we planned on getting an abortion well not even we me I wanted Mm -hmm. an abortion and you were like just very supportive throughout that whole process you you know um, what they call I was pro-choice before it was like a popular thing yeah I I just thought a man had no I, I thought it wasn't my right to say you should or should not have the baby. So I, I did. I left that decision up to you. But I did let you know that I favored keeping. You baby. did. You did. And, yeah, I literally cried every day. I don't, like, up until we decided not to go through with the abortion. Um, but I literally cried every single day. I was just so scared. I couldn't even, like, I don't even have really the words to describe what I was feeling or, like, you know what I'm saying? But cried every single day up until I thought I was going to get an abortion. You were mm-hmm. with me. I thought that I was going to get an abortion. Anyway, I go in there. We go in there and they give us an ultrasound. Yep. And I really feel like it was a place to, it was a women's clinic. Yeah, it was a women's Because I'm really trying to wrap my head around yeah, what it was. But they, they show us our baby. And by the time I found out that I was pregnant, I was actually three months. I feel like when we're younger, we don't, specifically me, I didn't know my body the way that I know it now. Like, Mm -hmm. when my period is about to come, I know it's about to come based on how I'm feeling, just because I'm more self-aware. But you didn't agree to that because you don't... (laughs) Cause you don't. I don't get pierced. So okay. I'm pretty like yeah. I mean, I had I have no experience with that. I'm pretty. Yeah, yeah. Aware. I'm just I'm just laughing because you, you usually the only like, thing mm-hmm, I got the way mm-hmm. about getting bloated. Yeah, that's about the hardest thing as a man. So, um, sorry, you had to deal with this. It's it's fine. It's not fine, but it's fine. Um, and when we saw our baby, I was just like, yeah, no, it was no way yes. in hell that I could go through with it. Um. And just fast forwarding to, okay, now I'm deciding to keep my child. Mm-hmm. I call my mother. I call my mother and it's just like the world has fucking ended. She's like, no, oh my God, no, no. And I felt like growing up, I was a pretty smart girl and a quote unquote good girl, mm-hmm. did everything that I was supposed to do. And my mother kind of made getting pregnant feel like the worst thing that I could possibly do. Mm-hmm. And I did that thing. I did the worst thing that I could possibly do. Yeah. And based on that, that's where my shame like well, came you, from. You let your mom down? I let her down and I felt like I was viewed in a particular way. Like I wasn't a good girl. You know, like I said, mm-hmm. 
you know, even like growing up where we from, getting pregnant, like that's a big deal. That's yeah, I think in society. Yeah, in society it's a big deal, but still where we were from, it was a pretty big deal. And in the time period, I think, you know, where it took place, uh, we was fresh out of high school. Uh, I don't, I don't, I don't want to tell the story. I'm going to let you tell it. But, uh, no, you keep going because this is your story too. But yeah, it was a it was a big deal. We were like out of our like group of friends or like people that graduated in our like like in our time period. We was the first ones to have that a kid. kid. And, like yeah. um, they have them now, but like our kid could watch their kid. Yeah, like you know what I mean. Um, and it was a big thing. Like, and nobody expected it out of me or her. Facts at all. She was in uh, college. Um, I was just young and working. Um, I think I had actually just applied for college mm-hmm. when uh, we got the news, and both of us were rocked by it. I wasn't as, like, of course, a man, you have different, I have different privileges. Well, I didn't have to think about the choice of keeping you or not. It was really up to you, and I really just had to kind of um, be a bystander, but be as supportive as possible, and I was just waiting for the outcome. I didn't necessarily know which way we would swing. Every day it was kind of like left or right. We would go back and forth. And then it got to a point where you didn't really tell me or update me no more what was going to happen. So I was just kind of like, I knew the date we was going to go see the doctors. So I was just like, well, that day we'll know, I'll know something. And like you said, we saw our baby in the ultrasound. Um, it was like the cutest thing of all I time. I know, she we was saw, sucking her thumb. She sucked her thumb. <laughs> like, it was like... I don't know. I don't know. It was it was the cutest thing of all time. And um, like you said, we knew when we walked out, we didn't say anything to each other. No, we never until did. Until we got in the car. And I remember the first thing you said was, um, I got to keep this baby. That, that was the first thing. It was just like, after we saw her, we just couldn't couldn't unsee her. We couldn't, we couldn't go through with um, an abortion at that time after we saw our baby. Yeah, best decision. It I've was, ever and made. it was the best decision that we either of us have ever made. Um, Aubrey, that's our oldest daughter. Mm-hmm. Aubrey, talking about. Aubrey is the uh, she like the dopest kid of all time, and she like shaped <laughs> and transformed us. Like, I don't know who I would be if we didn't have her. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I don't know anything about me. Like, if you take that time period of my life out, because it's such a big thing. It um, she taught me so much and made so much out of me that I I don't know what I look like without her. Exactly. And that shame really had a huge effect on my experience as a mother. Like just that reaction from my mother. Like I will never forget that. That will live with me. For the rest of my life, um, you know, in a good way and in a bad way. In the past, it has been in a, you know, in a bad, yeah. negative way. Um, yeah, it just, having a child at a young age and the shame that came with that, it made me feel like I, I always have something to prove. Mm-hmm. Like, right after we had her, like probably like not even what six seven months. I went right back to college. Yeah, I actually true. think I was in college while I was like you was in college I, I the stayed, entire time. You never yeah. stopped. Well, see, you you know we moved back home, but I was taking classes online. online. Yeah, yeah. But then we ended up moving back, back home, back to to, to, to college Arkansas. town. Yeah, uh-huh. college college um, town. the college town. <laughs> I don't want to buy no weed. We in Arkansas. Yeah, we in Arkansas. <laughs> Goddamn. But now, 
but i'm shame about that shame about i am so like i am we are in arkansas how did this happen to me made it work though (laughs) but um yeah so i feel like that the diehard in me the ambition in me got even stronger when i became a mother but maybe for the wrong reasons though like i just i wanted to prove people that prove to people that okay having a baby did not stop me this motivated me and I think it was a driving force for me, you know, finishing college. Definitely made me feel like I had something to prove. To this day, I always, like, just being a black woman by alone, yeah, I feel like I have something to prove. Um, and raising one. And raising, bruh. And raising one. feel like you got something to show. God, a whole other topic. Yes. But, yeah, I don't feel like I've ever embraced... I know I didn't embrace my pregnancy, and I don't feel like I've embraced motherhood just up until recently. Mm-hmm. It's been crazy because the more I've learned about myself, that's why when we talk, talk about like self-awareness and just getting to know yourself on deeper levels, deeper levels, it's about you, but it's about those around you as well. Uh-huh. Because I've been able to get to know me and really think about and understand my experiences, my trauma, my shame, I've been able to be a better mother. It was literally just the other day, I was sitting in the bed with both girls. I was holding Zuri, and Aubrey was kind of just laying on me. And I was just like, whoa, I'm a mother, and I like it. It it feels good. Yes. And I don't think I would have been able to get to this point if I hadn't uncovered layers and you know what i'm saying and had hadn't been on this healing journey and just experiencing myself and i talked about this before in one of my later or one of my other podcasts on season two but just a book you know the book i'm talking about if bill street could talk yes absolutely and yeah you read it after me yes after you okay just let (laughs) it be known um but (laughs) did you roll your eyes at me no okay okay Okay, but yeah, the- <laughs> I'm just, y'all, this is us in real life. But um, Tish's, the main character in the book, her mom's yes. response was, don't you dare go thinking you a bad girl. Like when she told her mother she was pregnant, yes. don't you, what are you crying for? Don't you dare go thinking you a bad girl. And that response alone yes. healed my, it, it healed a part of my experience. Mm-hmm. And I took, up until that moment, I didn't realize that, I thought I was a bad girl. I'm a grown woman, and I thought I was a bad girl based on something that happened to me 10 years ago. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, because I'm learning more about myself, I'm able to be a better mother and really be conscious of the experience of motherhood. You know what I'm saying? Yes, absolutely. I am able to love my daughters and you, unconditionally because i'm finally getting to a point in my life where i'm beginning to love myself unconditionally although that isn't the love that i experienced i'm finally starting to experience it for Mm -hmm. myself and hoping that of course my daughters feel that unconditional love you know what i'm saying yes and they do yeah for sure So, yeah, that's kind of my experience with, you know, one of the most deep-rooted shames 
um, of my experience. Can you tell us about your experience with Shane, Mr. Sunset? Absolutely. And then, like, to, I mean, just to lean on to your uh, shame story, like, because during that time period, we both have been shame, but different kind of shame. Um, I actually didn't know you were shame about it. I wasn't shamed about having a kid. I was shamed about in at I well to an extent a little bit like because like you know you hear when you young I, I don't know why but like the the thing is like people brag about not having children. People do do people that. Do bra- people brag about not having children. So I, when I was a person who had a kid, I, I of course I had to assume that I had did something wrong. Right. You know what I mean? Um, that I had somehow failed something that I didn't even know I was being tested for. Mm-hmm. Um that and then just like the entire time like and still to this day like being a dad like um you had a fear of being inadequate not having enough for your kids um financially is one of the things like you think of as a dad like all the time like you're gonna have enough to give them the life you think that they um need or deserve um can you take care of your family is like something that goes through every dad's head like 24 7 and especially for a young person, in general, like you already like trying to figure life out, right? For yourself, it um now you got to figure it out for you, your lady, and your child. So I was like definitely shame at points that I didn't have certain things um for y'all, but I, I was so young. How could I have them? And then you know? coming from where we, you know. yeah, coming from where we come from, how how could I have them? Like mm-hmm. that was my biggest shame at that time period. Um, but the shame that I was going to release today was um, 30. <laughs> it's just that number, like 30. I, 30, am 30. O- I am over the age of 30. And the shame when it comes, when I think about, you know, being older, it usually comes, that shame is rooted in expectations. I don't know if they're society-based, family-based, or just from me. But most times when you think, of somebody in their 30s or, or how society has put it, they have things. Their life is together. They have the nice home, the nice car, right? the career that they want, the partner that they want, the spouse. Everything is like kind of in order. And when you don't have those things and you hit 30, it could bring this kind of almost like metal rain falling on top of you almost every day to remind you that somehow you're still on this path. Yeah, it can feel like a ticking clock. Yeah, like, you know exactly. there's always a clock going. Um, and it's always pressure that you're adding on to yourself just because you're at a certain age and you think you should have certain things. That was that has been one of my shames for the longest to think about my age. It has held me back from so many things, saying yeah. things, doing things. Um it's been such a wall for me to have to get over. And especially with like rapping. Rap is like viewed as a young man's sport. You know what I mean? The rappers, maybe 17 years old, 18 years old, 19, you know, yeah. in Lambo trucks and things of that nature. Yeah. Um, and that's what I, I'm looking at as far as like my career wise when I look at the age of 30. Um, some of, when I was younger, I used to see this a lot because. Again, I was a young dad. We just we just gave that story. Um, I would be like 22, pulling up to like my daughter's events at school. And you know, all the other dads are older. They are, um, 
that older, that more established in life than I am, and they got like um, the dad mobiles, the suburbans, the Tahoes, and things of that nature. And I'm just looking like, damn, you know what I mean? I'm just 22 years old and like, and just comparing myself to the dads in the room, which we know comparison can shut everything down in a heartbeat. Mm-hmm. Um, shame is just like growing inside me for not having these certain things at this age. And the pressure just mounts up every, like, sometimes it just mounts up every day. And I, I started to the point where I think I got to about... 28 or 27 is when I started to hate seeing my birthday. Really? Hate. I fucking hated all my birthdays. I hated seeing the day. You know, you're 21. You're like, it's my 21. You know what I mean? Everybody's happy. You know, they turn 21. Yeah. 23, your Jordan year and shit like that. You know what I mean? The 30, one thing called the dirty 30 or whatever it is, it don't, it don't hit the same. You know what I mean? I disagree, though. I think some people... Some, no, I'm just talking excited. about me. Oh, okay, no, okay. For you. Yeah. It, it is about you. This is about my shame, like, <laughs> in not having certain things at 30. If I had yeah. if I had certain things at 30, then this would not be a shame for me. I got you. You so know what I mean? Like lack. Yeah, it's like the expectations of everything at this age has um, brought shame onto it. If I had everything that I wanted at that age, it would be no shame. I'd have happily, you know, wore my age like a badge, but when you don't got it, it can kind of what you think you should have. Think I should have. Yeah. Um, it can kind of pull you down. And it did that for me for a very long time to the point where I said I don't even like to see my birthday come up on the calendar. I don't even like to look at the month of July at all. I don't even like to see it no more. Mm-hmm. Because of that, that number. Today's episode is sponsored by our partners, Athletic Greens. If you know me, you know that I am really big on my health mind body soul and although i do my best to live a pretty balanced lifestyle you know eat pretty healthy get movement in you know life happens and things don't always go as planned ag1 by athletic greens literally gives me that peace of mind and helps fill in the gaps when it comes to my overall well-being and it's been a really really easy thing to implement into my morning routines If this is your first time hearing about AG1 by Athletic Greens, in a nutshell, it's daily nutrients and is super beneficial to your long-term gut health. AG1 is way more than greens. It's all of your key health products like multivitamins, minerals, pre- and probiotics, and more working together as one. It's made with 75 super high-quality vitamins, minerals, and whole food source ingredients that deliver benefits like mood, immune system, and sleep support, sustain energy and so much more so if you want to take ownership of your health today is a good day to start athletic greens is giving you a free one-year supply of vitamin d and five free travel packs with your first purchase go to athleticgreens.com slash healthy host that's athleticgreens.com slash healthy host check it out i think no one can expect us to have it all figured out by a certain age, especially 30. 30 is literally still a baby. Yeah, I'm very, sorry. Yeah. I know people try to like... Like seem like it's old, it's, but as a person who has... Like, as a person who's turned 30... Um, yeah, I've turned 30 as yeah. well. I'm 30. It 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 happens in a flash. It really does happen really quickly. It seems like it don't, but believe me, you're going to get older and you'll see what I'm saying. It happens pretty, uh, pretty fucking fast. Yeah. And coming from the backgrounds we come from, I know now like... 
I shouldn't have been expected to have these things, Absolutely but not. we know with the, I don't know if it's the capitalist, you know, society that we live in or just, you know, how things are put on the males, like in like male culture. Mm-hmm. I don't know where it's rooted in, but we definitely all feel like by 30, you should have it together. That's, I think it's most of us do. Yeah, most of us do. I that. definitely think that. And just thinking back to what you said about like creativity, like it makes you, I definitely think it, you saying it, but a lot of people, like, because of their age, it holds them back from doing so much because they may feel like, oh, I don't need to be doing X, Y, Z at this age. But I think that as long as you let the inner child inside of you live, and the inner child of you wants to create. Absolutely. The inner child of you wants to be an artist. You know what I'm saying? Wants to do all of these fun things. As long as you let that inner child live, you will be forever young. You know yes. what I'm saying? Getting older is not a bad thing. It's not, it doesn't have to be this, you know. Yeah, life ending thing. Like, I, I, I asked myself um, when I started to like heal from this shame, like, what do you expect? What did you expect to like, to, like, just fall off the cliff when you hit 30? Like, everything goes downhill from 30. Literally, and, I think. And it's the quite the, it's actually the exact opposite. Yeah. I've never we, been smarter. I've never been. I've never looked fit. this good. I never looked, I never this, looked good. this good in my life. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's been the exact opposite of what I thought 30 would be for me. I think because we've had this conversation before where, how am I going to put this? The people that we saw when we was younger and they were 30, it didn't look like this. It wasn't yeah, people, yeah. It, were, it wasn't people who were self-conscious and aware of themselves and, you know, following their passions. It was people who didn't take care of themselves. Living yeah, in the program, yeah. not conscious of life, not conscious of themselves. And hopefully, you know, these people have healed from them. They're learning more about themselves and hopefully they're happy. Mm-hmm. But 30, like just in adulthood in general, didn't look like following your dreams. It didn't look like yeah. following your passions. It didn't look like a podcast. It didn't look like no, artistry, it, a rapper, a YouTube channel. It didn't look like that. No, it looked like a corporate job, a tie, a cubicle, and you fucking found a way to be happy with that. Exactly. It's so funny. And I think that you're going to try to say this is me trying to put in like people think I'm younger than what I am. But, <laughs> <laughs> I mean... I mean, anyway, um, when I went to the store the other day, I told you about this, right? Go ahead. The girl, she had a Telfie, and I'm like, oh my gosh, I love your Telfar bag. Like, I've been trying to get one forever, blah, blah, blah. Then she asked me, do you go to the college here? I'm like, girl. This motherfucker. (laughs) Girl, I'm 30. And everybody was just so shocked, like, Long. from her to the cashiers that, you know, that we have conversations with every time we come in there. And the guy, he told me, he was like, you literally don't, you don't look 30, but not only that, you don't act it. You act yeah. youthful. You know what I'm saying? I just feel like sometimes adulthood is equated to, like, not, like, I want to use the word sadness and, Sad- like. Is, what I think it is, is, like you said, you hit the age of 30 and you're lacking and you actually start to become, um. In the hood, they always be like, motherfucker, miserable. You know what I mean? But like, <laughs> what, what it is, is like, um, you start to become a very harsh with your judgment of people. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because you are lacking something. Mm-hmm. It's real easy to be judgmental when you're lacking. I mean, it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's easy as fuck. I've done it. Everybody's probably done it. Yeah. When you're lacking something, it's very easy to judge others. And you start to judge everybody around you because, I don't know, because they're younger than you, maybe because they got something you don't. Um, 
But yeah, I definitely think around that age, people start to, this little dark bubble inside of them starts to grow. You know what I mean? Because of the, them lacking something. Yeah, because of how and, they feel about themselves. Yeah, ultimately. ultimately, yes. And they don't know how to address it. Absolutely. So it manifests into like this everyday attitude Yeah. of over it. I'm yeah. over it. Yeah, this is, 30 don't look like, like I literally saw um, this girl post what everybody think 25 look like. Like when you, what people expect when you tell them that you're 25 and it was literally yes. this old woman, you know what I'm saying? Like youth is such, it's like a glorified and I'm trying to think of a word, but like. Yeah, it's definitely glorified into the way that we feel like it is the. It's like all the time I used to hear like these are the best parts of your life. Remember that. Yeah. And I'm looking back now like no, kind of the worst. Kind of worst. But um, and I think the fear is like a lot of people who are older in age they be fear of like they don't want to start because they think it's too late. But oh. you can start. You can start late and finish strong. There's oh literally a book God. called Start Late, Finish Strong. And I noticed that people who are successful. Don't really care about age. Yes. Like why would I like you know what I'm saying? Why, why I care about it? Versus people who do care about age, it stops them from following their yes. dreams and doing the things that they want to do. Yes. And then I know we got a lot of listeners that are like really young. We do. We do. I be seeing some of y'all. <laughs> I see some of y'all and I like uh you may like a post or a comment or something. I go to the page and see what like they into and stuff like that. And I was so confused at first. It's some old shit, maybe. I don't know, or just me. It's really just some me shit because I ain't really a big internet person at yeah, all. Yeah, you're an old Things soul. confuse me all the time. Like somebody asked oh me the, like, the other day, I posted a um like outfit on TikTok and somebody oh, okay. said pants. Question mark. With a question mark. And I was so puzzled. I didn't know what to respond. I thought he was trying to make fun of me. Like, look at his pants. And, and so I went on there and I'm yeah. like, babe, I see you comment, like responding to everybody else. Why, you Why didn't you reply to like pants? pants? He was like, all I he said was pants. I'm like, he's asking, where are your pants from? Why would he from? just say where they from? That's what they do. They be like, pants. That's what they do. Shirt. See? And like I said, that ain't me being old. That's Pat. just me not knowing the internet. Like, I'm not, I know my page may look good, but I am not an internet person. Like, I don't understand, like, a lot of the phrases people use. I have to Google a lot of the phrases. A lot of shit that y'all use. And that's okay. But my point is, I went to some of y'all pages and he said, like, J-H-S. And I was like, what the fuck is a J? And when I finally realized some of these little niggas in high school still, it blew my mind that um, first off, somebody young wanted to hear me speak. Yeah. Um, but if I had to say anything to anybody young, don't let your age hold you back. If you actually know what you want to do, go do that shit. No matter how young you are, no matter if you're 70, like, do it. I know many people who, I personally know people who did not go for what they wanted to go for and they're older. Yes. And they're miserable. They're sad, depressed. They do it. They you know what I'm do saying? It. And then when you're young, don't listen to the shit that they tell you. Don't listen to you to them when they tell you you're too young to know love. I met um, my soulmate. I was 18. I was 16. Like, don't don't listen to people when they tell you you're too young. Our yeah. age sound like it's far apart, but I was just one grade ahead of you. Yeah, I know. I was 17 when I graduated. Though. Oh yeah, yeah. I don't um, know why I seem like it's so far apart. But anyways, yes, go for it. It's okay to be a a younger person with a um as we call it like an old soul. Mm -hmm. If you don't want a club, don't club. If you don't want the drugs, don't do the drugs. If you don't want the alcohol, don't do it. Yeah, it just so. What do you think shame like derives from? Um, I think first off, 
childhood trauma, healing the inner child. That's something we speak about all the time mm -hmm. because the beginning of a story sets up so much of the back. Mm. If you start watching a movie in the middle, you're not going to understand so much of the plot. I think that's why we speak about healing the inner child so much. The beginning of your story matters so much. I, one, love how you relate. It, there's a word up in liter literature that I, I can't, in grammar, but how you make, like, you be like, water, you have to water that gift. Or Yeah. I love how you do that. It's amazing. <laughs> it's, it's literally a gift. Thank you. And I forgot the second thing I had to say to you, but keep it up. Keep All up right. the good work. The next thing I think that can produce shame is lack. Mm -hmm. Not having, and this is like physical, spiritual, like it's whatever you uh, want to obtain, but you don't have now. Yeah, can bring shame. Definitely. Um, after that, expectations. For sure. Some ones that society sets on us, family sets on us, or and ones, the ones we, put ourselves. we put on ourselves as mm -hmm. well. Um, I think too, thinking about expectations and shame. I feel like shame is more of an inner battle than anything. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, because like, like I said before, we may have done something or and it's still heavy, weighing heavy on us, but the next person is not even thinking about yeah, it Yeah, they're not even. Most of the time, what people do to us, we think about a lot more than than they do. Yeah. Um, it's because, it, like I said, it sits with us more. We were the affected, not the um, agitator. So it, it, it hits us a lot different. For and, sure. I think the last place that like shame comes from is like unexpected exposure. It's unwanted, like when you, yeah. yeah, unwanted or unexpected when you get mm -hmm. put on the spot about something, or um, you just weren't ready to unleash that thing, and now the situation is here. Oh, that's a that, big. That's one. a big one. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That I mean, it triggers. That trigger happens so fast that like sometimes you don't know what the fuck to do. You go into um. Uh, fight or, uh, fight or flight. flight. Yeah, yeah, fight or flight. You know what I mean? And, and like I said, it comes upon you so quickly that you left like a deer in headlights not knowing what to say or do. Yes, yes. And you just kind of go. Shame physically can look like going into a sunken place, like shoulders dropped, head down, like you are sinking into yourself because you ultimately want to get away. Yeah. Shame, it looks like that, and it can really have a big effect on your self-confidence and your self-worth yeah. and just how you feel about yourself in general. So it's definitely something that's important to work through. I think that shame and guilt, they kind of go hand in hand, but I feel like you can get these two confused. They're yeah. not synonyms. They're not the same thing. No, they thing. are not. Let me go back. Guilt is more so saying, like, you know, I made a mistake. Yes. But shame is identifying, like, becoming and embodying that thing, like, I am a mistake. Yeah, absolutely. I'm unworthy, you know? I, I get that. Like, guilt is I broke the law. Shame is I'm a criminal. Like, it's career. Like, Ooh, you know what I mean? It's, yeah. it's who you are now. Um, and, yeah, when you feel guilty about something, you acknowledging that, like, you did it wrong. Like you said, it's a one-time thing. It's, it's one-off. It's not as deep. You it's know not as saying? deep. It doesn't like, have a... a, a as, Big of a big of an effect as shame. Now shame could last, like I said, it's a long lasting thing. They could last a lifetime. It could if you let it. And letting go of identities. Yeah. There is a book called Becoming Supernatural. Mm -hmm. And by Dr. Joe Dispenza. And in one of the chapters when he's talking about like meditation and releasing and going beyond, you know 
what's in front of you and becoming supernatural, he talks about letting go of all of your identities. I think a lot yeah. of us, and I've said this before, we've literally said this before. We're also attached to identities. You know, mom, being a mom, being a photographer, whatever the case may be, but we're also attached to the shame. Yeah, absolutely. And the negative narratives that we use to identify ourselves. Mm -hmm. And we literally, we have to release all of that. If we really want to, you know, go beyond ourselves and experience all the goodness and the abundance that's for us, we have to let go and release these identities. Yeah, I love that. that, that you, you put that out there very beautifully. Good job, really? Ruby. Thank you. <laughs> that is so kind. And yeah, like to add on to the identities, like if you are clinging to an identity, when it starts to go left, you'll start to like, you'll do too much. You'll start to like reach for things and it starts to look bad on your head. If, you, if you're a person that identify with like, if you're a guy who built your whole thing on having money, when you start losing money, you're going to start doing things that's not so real yeah. about keeping money. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and like I said, you, you see it all the time. Like we see it all the time in pop culture when a star starts to fade, they've identified with that. Yes. That's when all the shit starts to happen. They start yeah. to, you know, overdo things and shit like that. And it can get really ugly really fast. And the thing about identity, it's ego-based. Yes. You know what I'm saying? It's it's not necessarily like with love in not a at sense. All. Most, like, for the most part, like most identities are yeah. built uh, around love. Yeah, they are not. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, I'm saying most of them not. No, okay, most identities not built around love at all. Yeah, for sure. So just keep that in mind. We want to move with the heart, not the ego. Absolutely. To end this episode, we want to talk about how to overcome shame and you know, kind of just how we're overcoming it. Yeah, you wanna yeah. you wanna talk about it? Yeah, and I think um, the first step in overcoming shame, like I say, is like acknowledging, like for sure. You can't tackle the elephant in the room until you like acknowledge that it's there. Mm -hmm. and be honest with yourself. Be real. And you can like, like I said, start the process of healing this. But you can't you can't heal a wound that you don't want to address. Absolutely. I think a lot of us spend so much time in denial. Absolutely. Like, I don't know that I ever, you know, it's been a long time coming. And I'm finally realizing like, wow, I was ashamed of being a mother at a young age. Yeah. So... Honestly, you just got to be real with yourself. And it may take some time to really, like, yeah. come about, like, the things that you're ashamed of. And not, like, the things that you're ashamed of, but the things that are really affecting your experience mm -hmm. and affecting your potential on this earth. You know what I'm saying? Um, acknowledge that shit, you know? Yeah, and I think a lot of times um, knowing yourself is, like, help you acknowledge because... Facts. A simple way is like, I mean, everybody's had like a small cut somewhere on their body and you never feel it until you see it and you acknowledge it. Here you go. And it, I mean, you're right. You spit yeah, it back. Yeah, like, well, that's happened you go with, with your... like, It'd be a small cut on the hand. Like, you won't know it until you see like, like a paper cut. Yeah, paper I've done cut. that. And then you see it and then all of a sudden you can feel it and you need to like address it and heal it and you go get a Band-Aid or whatnot. I'll tell you what, next episode, I'm going to have a word. The, gram the correct grammar word for what it is that you do all the time. With parables? The is it parables? That's the word you're looking for? It's been a long time since I've had English. Yeah, yeah. I it don't know, a... but it's... Yeah, you always got... Like, you cut yourself, and, you, and, you, and you're doing <laughs> this. And 
and I love it. I um, love I love that for you, and I love that for me and for everybody who's listening. Okay. And then, okay, going into the second step that we have um, with it all is taking responsibility. Absolutely. When you first told me that, I was like, Man. well, what am I taking responsibility for? Yeah, what mm-hmm. But, like, just to address the two shames, like, um, that we brought about moms with age, like, I have to take some responsibility, like, in my life. Of course, like, if it didn't go the way I wanted, it's because of the decisions that I made. You know, um, I personally feel like I spent too much time working for other people and not enough time working on myself in my 20s. And that's what, like, disturbed me. I worked. I worked so much in my 20s. Like You spent a lot of time surviving. Yeah, I spent so much time surviving. I spent, man, hours upon hours at these places working to try to provide for my family. But I should have been working on myself. And that would have helped my family out so much more in the long run. I should have invested in myself more. And I take responsibility for that. I get that. Absolutely. Um... And even in the other part, like with your shame, you talking about us having a kid early, like we got to take responsibility in it. Like we was the ones in that bed, like nobody was in there with us. Like <laughs> it was us who didn't have a um, preventative measure. We didn't have no uh, yeah. going on. So it was, it was, we take responsibility. Like we was young parents because of uh, us. The decisions that we made. And yeah. when you put it like that, taking responsibility makes total sense. Yeah, it takes total sense because we can't be, we can't be, oh, I had a, I had a kid. Because my mom had me at young. Like, and that's a whole nother episode too. Like blaming people for what's going Yeah, we that's another episode. Ooh, write that down. Child, write that, write it down, write, write it down. down. But yeah, just you take take responsibility. Like we have to I know I know so many people in my personal life who blame others for, you know, things that Oh yeah, absolutely. Have the reason why X, Y, and Z happened to them, but at some point you have to take responsibility. And when you take responsibility, it gives you a power in yes, a sense. It's, it's, you feel more in control. Yes, that you can change. Exactly. You can change it all. Yes. And once you have assumed that responsibility, assumed that power, forgive yourself. Absolutely. Forgive yourself. You didn't know. That's the big, like, you yeah. had no idea. I had no idea that working all them hours wasn't going to give me the life that I wanted for my family. I had no idea that. I, I just didn't. I was doing what I saw other people do around me, and, they, and I took the advice from my parents and yes. what I thought society thought should be doing. Mm-hmm. Like, I made wrong turns and whatnot, and I forgive myself. I was so young. If I could go back and hug me, I'd let that little black boy cry all over my chest. You <sighs> know what I mean? Me too. Like, and you have forgiven me. I've forgiven you. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? And I think it's easier to forgive others yeah, it than is. it is to forgive ourselves. And... Forgiving yourself, like, it it does. It releases so much shame, so much negativity, so much trauma. You know yeah, what I'm absolutely. saying? And just empathizing with yourself. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yes. Don't don't be so hard on you. Exactly. We give, other, we give everybody else so many breaks. So much grace. Like, we give everybody else so much grace. Like, give the same to yourself. Because if nobody deserves your kindness, you do. Oof. Above all people, you deserve your kindness. Facts. And our last beautiful mention is release. And be vulnerable. Be vulnerable. Let it out. If you want to tell somebody that you're letting it out, like me today, I've let it out. Mm-hmm. I feel better. Definitely. I do. I feel. I feel a lot better. Me um, too. Releasing it and letting it be. And like I said, being vulnerable and not letting that darkness sit inside you anymore and bring it to the light. Um, 
can really bring an empowerment to your life. Yes. When I say that this podcast feels like therapy and just healing for us, I really mean it. We get on this podcast every week and we expose ourselves. We talk about what we've been through. You know, we yes. be we're vulnerable. We show up and we are vulnerable. You know what I mean? And the thing about vulnerability, we create so many connections through yes. vulnerability. Vulnerability is literally the gateway to connection. And making a community. And community. You want to build a community? Be, be vulnerable. vulnerable. If you want to lane for yourself, be vulnerable. Be vulnerable. People love it. People connect with it. It makes you human. Yes. It gives your experience the right to connect to someone else's. Yes. Some of the most iconic art and you know creativity is from what vulnerability releasing vulnerability. and really putting it out there to the world um and, and being honest with yourself can really like i said make this lane such a traffic free area for you for sure it's like literally when you're vulnerable it's killing two birds in one stone you are releasing yes and you're healing from that experience but you're also bu building connection and it's also like you're almost building a true identity yes a true one not a artificial one that we would like to share with the world so people believe that we are what we want them to believe we are yeah. but a true one that you can walk in every single day and feel comfortable 100 percent. and did you have um had a little, little, little bit of affirmations for these good people. I think I had a little bit of affirmations. <laughs> I think this episode deserves, I think every yes. episode deserves songs, but especially this episode. So let's get into it. Let's hear I. Bow your heads. Here we go. Bow, bow your heads. Bow close your, your eyes. eyes. Open your hearts. Close your email. Close your email. <laughs> I am enough. I am enough i'm worthy i'm worthy of abundance i'm worthy of love i'm i'm worthy of releasing and letting go because that baggage is not mine you know what i'm saying letting it go i am not my mistakes i am not my mistakes the mic touched my mouth when i had my eyes closed and it scared me <laughs> <laughs> but i am not my mistakes and there's so much beauty so much growth on the other side of vulnerability. And today I'm going to show up and be vulnerable with myself and with those around me. Because through vulnerability, I can create true connection. Amen. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> Thank y'all so much for joining us. Once again, we love y'all so much. Sending you so much peace. So much love, so much abundance, and everything you need in this moment. Are you going to say bye to them? I usually say bye to that. Bye. Mwah. Peace. <laughs>